Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show a little support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. I'm 100% 50-50 that this was the official backdoor pilot of Sasha Colby's Drag Race. The queens were tasked to put on their interview shoes and chat with three celebs to test their skills at hosting so they can replace Mother should she need a break. It's time to talk all things Drag Race 15 and joining me is someone who loves to spill the tea. Frida Kulo, how are you? I'm mediocre. How are you? You know what? Honestly, honestly, I'm the same. Um, I'm feeling a lot of rage. And listeners, this is going to be a broken record topic that you're going to hear me say on every podcast. Drag is not illegal. It should not be illegal. And it needs to stop. Do something. Go donate. Go help. Go spread the word. Just do something because it's not okay. And if you're listening to this podcast, it means you love drag. And if you love drag and don't want to see it to go away, get your ass out there uh, yeah i'm trying to channel all my rage um because every time i just open instagram now someone's sharing a new article about something and i'm like not 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 the tea i mean it's incredible to think that we're even entertaining legislation that proposes these kinds of things nowadays i never thought that this would be something i would be having to discuss uh, you know in my drag career i didn't think it was going to be this wild yeah. uh i i always uh, I would see accounts uh, that are obviously ran by conservatives just exploiting um, content on social media, trying to look people, make, make uh, liberals or Democrats look bad. Like the clip that I showed up on Fox News dancing. And they they sense, the funny thing is they, they put a sensor all over my butt. But I'm like, if you only knew how many pairs of tights and padding I had over that, I'm, like, right. I'm not going to show a hole. <laughs> right. Oh, boy. Well, I'm going to be in Nashville in, I think, two weeks, a week and a half. I don't even know. I'm going to visit my brother who lives there, but I would like to do something. If you know any queens who might want to come to the podcast, chat about things, let's get some exposure out there. Uh, Let me know. I don't know any queens in Nashville, so please set me up with some people. Okay, sure. All right. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters that are presented through us reality production. We are shown the editing of television show wants to see. We were actually supposed to Yes, these are real people and get an opportunity to go on television and share their craft, but they do all to present themselves and the discussion was discussed. What is some of the podcasts for entertainment discuss reality TV show? All right. So we are going to talk about Drag Race 15, 10 episodes in. Um, thoughts and feelings? Well, right now you just said it just like Charo. <laughs> yeah. Gucci, Gucci. <laughs> Um, you know what? This was a very underwhelming episode, to be honest. Overall, yeah. from the from the performances in the interviews to the runways to uh, who was selected to as the winner, which is, uh, I was stunned by. So definitely ready to talk about it. Yeah, I think a lot of people were like, OK, Rue, we've made some mistakes this season, but this one is like the biggest one. Yeah. Choices. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, Spice, Spice has trotted out of the building. Selena is so sad she's gone, but so sad enough. No, she's still there. That's all that matters. The question is, where does the dingling go? Um, depends if I'm in the mood. Sometimes it can go in my mouth. Mm-hmm. There it is. Now, Marsha will note three canned bits mushed into one, and I think that is the legacy of the twins. They brought their brand. They tried to smash it into the established brand of Drag Race. It worked and also backfired, but hey, that's entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, are you sad to see both twins officially gone? Um, no, I'm not sad about it. I don't mean that in a shady way. Um, I definitely know that. I mean, as far as uh, when it comes to casting, they're looking for producing um, great entertainers uh, as far as what their storylines are. And um, I think they still are green in their drag career, even though they may have a huge appreciation for it. I think I've just I've grown up in the ranks of like you have to go and, you know, you do the tip spots, you you know, make the connections, you fail, you have a wig come off, you know, like you have to go through those hurdles to get the recognition and the appreciation in the community. So I feel like they still have to. Right. I mean, I'm not saying this is like a, uh, it's it's a little more apples orange. It's not a direct comparison, but it's almost like Oscar Isaac. I like to do drag. Let me be a contestant on Drag Race. Yeah, they're going to cast you, but you're not going to do well because you don't know how to do drag yet. Um, There's, when it comes to the full package drag entertainer, there's more than just the pretty look and the face. You gotta, you gotta know how to at least captivate fully, mm-hmm. not with a filter on. Yeah, or ten, literally. Um, yeah, they've been just. They probably are. Probably, I would say the most polarizing characters the show has ever seen. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially with the following that they already had. Um, and we all know how uh, intense the drag race following is. Now adding the mixture of all that TikTok following, it's it's just a mayhem. Did I get into a fight with a friend over uh, their defense of Spice? I did. That's that. That's that's how intense it got. So, oh my God, separating families and friends. Literally. Now, Mistress says that Spice is like a daughter to her, and she will miss her. But Miss Mistress can separate personal from drag and say that it was her time to go. Um, I mean, I would have gone so far and said weeks ago they should have gone, but hey, random twist. We love to see it. Yeah. Justice for Jax. Oh my no. So sad. Sasha has now two challenge wins, and the girls will praise her like she is a goddess. She is. Mm-hmm. Lex will tell her that she basically peed on stage. And my mom asked what that meant. And I just didn't know how to respond, nor do I want to. Um, maybe we should keep bodily fluids and 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 drag out of it. We let's not know. We so can no, eat on the always- stage. We don't need to pee the stage. I mean, it depends on the on the drag scene. Sometimes you may see that mm. Brooklyn. Mm. Listen, y'all are tucked for a long time. You do a two-hour <laughs> show. By hour, um, one hour and a half in, you're like, uh, toilet break? No, I don't have time. I'm just going to piddle-piddle here. Listen, one of these days, I'm going to start developing the first ever padding slash depends. There it is. Listen, <laughs> I'm here for it. So let's discuss the new mathing of Lucy LaDuca. She will announce to the room that she has won three challenges. Now, as a drag race historian, Miss Lucy is asking us all to rewrite the rules of what constitutes a win. She believes that her mini challenge wins go to the main challenge track record. And I'm saying no. If we play that game, we might have a different outcome throughout the history of the franchise. And we, meaning Scout Sonner and I, would not continue to freak out that Electrobionic won Drag Race Italia with zero challenge wins and only mini challenge victories. What's your take on the new rules according to Lucy LaDuca? 
Lucy LaDuca is Lucy delusional because that's it doesn't make sense. And honestly, you could win. Just you saw Aura Moriori, she won one weekend and got let me the next. It doesn't matter. Literally. Um, let's break down Lucy even more. Uh, she's gonna be asked how she's feeling, and she says feeling good, which prompts mistress to cackle and the rest of the girls to call her out. Marshall will say it's funny. She says that as the last time they were in the workroom, she lamented that she was fucking pissed. Roll the tapes. Lucy will justify her feelings by discussing the judge's critiques. The mistress just keeps laughing as she thinks she's fake and much more competitive. And Mistress will say that she's happy Lucy isn't entering her bitch era, and Lucy feels like Mistress is projecting onto her because she is the bitch. What's happening with Lucy? Are they just, like, ganging up on her, or is she just that out of it? I I don't think... I mean, I think it's a matter of just being passionate and wanting to be recognized and that validation from, you know, from winning and the judges, and it's it's, it's probably just getting to her. That's fair. I mean, you you know a lot about winning because you win a lot. Just a bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Let's check in with Marsha. Uh, she thought she was going to be in the top and the contender to win. Cut to Lucy, who is fucking Panini uh, because she is pressed with those grill marks visible from the moon. She does not understand why everyone else can be upset with their placements, but she can't. <laughs> So Lucy will try to egg on Mistress about Marsha bitching, and Mar- Mistress won't attack her because there goes Lucy being a bitch again. Do we need to like maybe not say she's being a bitch? Maybe she's just being temperamental. Uh, yeah, I think it's just like being like a little petty, like like just pointing out the fact that you know, oh well, why don't you get her type of thing? But yeah. I love I love Mistress for being <laughs> like that's classic drag i mean yes that's the thing that i i think we've kind of lost touch on with like the niceties that have come with drag race is we've lost that old school early season um shade throwing like that's what drag is all about that's what you do in the dressing room we've gone to this place where everyone has to be nice and um, cordial with everybody no that's not how it works yeah um no this is not catholic school Mm -mm. All right. Um, to be fair, when Lucy says she won some of the most iconic challenges in Drag Race history and earned a certain level of specs, I do agree. Snatch Game and the Reading Challenge, that does take talent, and those are challenges we will discuss once the season over. So, Lucy, in that sense, maybe not in the moment you don't feel good, but we'll talk about you for years to come. Yeah, and I think she's still, I consider her a top contender. Like, she's still very polished. Um, her looks are very well thought out, um, and she definitely knows her brand. And I come on here again asking, why are they doing this to Lucy? What are the editors trying to achieve? Like, what is the point of making her crack? Oh, no. Uh, they just uh, Maybe they want a face crack moment. Maybe. I mean, listen, if she gets that face crack moment, maybe she can get merch out of it. There you go. Jan did. Jan did, yep. All right. A new day is here. And Anitra is trying to not serve resting bitch face. I identify with her because that's me when I watch drag shows. And I that's swear my- I'm having a great time. That's my sister or my sister will sometimes have internal conversation and stare at someone and is reacting to her internal conversation and not realizing that it looks like it's directed to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They're going to sit down and the door immediately opens. We really be cutting up this episode. Rue arrives to share that they need to conduct one-on-one interviews for TV sketchiest news magazine, 5050. Yes. For those who didn't realize this is a play on 2020. Uh, Rest in peace, Barbara Walters. Mm-hmm. They will get close up and personal with some of today's most gag-worthy and uniquely talented celebrities, or as I like to call them, whoever was available. <laughs> right. 
Rue will hand out their assignments. Marsha and Sasha will go deep with legendary entertainer Charm. Anitra, Lucy, and Malaysia will be probing Frankie Grande. And that's two Grandes, one season. And Selena, Lux, and Mistress will get inside Love Connie. Who would you like to have interviewed? I'll be honest with you. I would have been comfortable with any one of the three. And I'll yeah. tell you why. Um, I, as my day job is working in the fitness industry. And I've done workout videos in drag. In fact, I recently went viral on my company's Instagram for doing something in drag. Um, and then Charo, I would connect with her because I'm Latinx. And in fact, I would maybe even do a little pun and, and start doing the interview in Spanish and then pull out a little sign that says, speaks in non-English. Um, and then mm -hmm. I met Frankie Grande uh, last year. I competed in Night of a Thousand Celines, uh, which was sponsored by Titanic and that's when I met Selena Cities and Frankie. And uh, I, he was so sweet. He gave me his number. We talked for a bit and um, invited me out to go see the play. Like, I think I would have a great rapport with any of the three. All right. All right. All right. Um, I'm a big brother, brother fan, a very big, 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 big brother fan. So I'm not a fan of Frankie Grande simply for his antics on that television program. But I appreciate I appreciate it. So we're, well, I'll, be, I'll be kind to your friend. Yeah. I mean, you could always... <laughs> Just open that bottle of war, you know, kind of worms, and that'll make good TV. It, it sure would. Listen, Frankie Grande, if you would like to come on here, we don't have to talk about Big Brother that much because I would roast the fuck out of you. But we can talk about gay shit. I love gay shit. Who doesn't love gay shit? Do you like Emmy-nominated gay shit? <laughs> uh, um, I don't even get that far into, the into those videos now. <laughs> All right. Well, Rue tells them the show will be broadcast live. So a one take just the way I like to do it here. Uh, she also says that a great interview makes a real connection. A great interviewer makes a real connection with her subjects and gets them to reveal themselves in unforgettable ways. I respect that. And I think I'm I'm pretty good at that. Um, if you disagree, listeners, buy my merch. Prove me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Rue will do something we haven't done in a very long time, perhaps at all this season. She's going to tell them what the runway category is. It's Night of a Thousand Beyonce's. Now, first off, girls, I need the tea. When your NDAs are over, just DM me and let me know what the fuck happened. Because did you pick the looks or did production pick the looks for you? Because hashtag choices. Well, I may or may not know some stuff. I mean, you could say because you don't have an NDA, I don't think. Uh, no, no, not, not yet, at least. <laughs> um, so uh, from what I understand, uh, there was two different Night of a Thousands program. Mm -hmm. um, Which kind of has been proven because we've seen one of the potential looks. Right. It was Night of a Thousand Britneys. Uh, right. And we saw Lucy LaDuca's toxic little gown. Uh, and then Beyonce, Night of a Thousand Beyonce's. And from what I understand, as far as just on a on a producing standpoint, in order for certain images to be referenced from Getty images, they have to buy the rights to that to be televised. So you only have a certain amount of looks. So even though you could say, oh, I want to reference, you know, from Lemonade in the music video, you're, you actually are kind of limited because of copyright infringement. And maybe we shouldn't do the category. Or pick good images. <laughs> really? Come on, people. Um, listen, I think you're onto something. I would not disagree with you. I'm sure that's how things work. But also at the same time, we're on MTV. MTV literally owns music videos. Just give them the fucking money to get the images. Yeah. Second, what Beyonce look would you have gone for? Um, so I, I would go for the Beyonce look when she was on Punked and the tree and she, the tree falls down. 
Like I would come out with a ladder and just the tree falls. That's what I would do. I so just can't believe no one did Fox Cleopatra. I like what a travesty. Oh, I know. Either that or I was trying to see if I could do something where like it's the pregnant Beyonce with the goddess on the chair. Like uh-huh, naturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That way I don't have to corset. There, there it is. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're gonna get to it. We'll get to it. We'll talk about it, but um choices. Right. Well, Team Love Connie gets to pick up their packets to discuss their plan of attack. There are three different segments. There is a walk and talk interview, an activity interview, and a sit down interview. Which one do you have picked? I would have done walk, walk and talk, just because yeah. it also like being active. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you think the walk and talk was determined by who the person was? Or do you think production was like, okay, Love Connie, get into a golf cart? Oh, was it? I don't know. Maybe because um, we didn't see any brainstorming uh, segments for each team as far as right. what's being assigned. Um, so it could have been easily led by production. Right. Well, Selena will ask to do the sit-down interview. Why? Because she had a podcast in the past. Congrats. Is it still going on? I would love to hear it. Also, to all those girls who start podcasts and can't continue with them, I see you. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag fail. Selena says that she is the only one without a win under her belt and she has something to prove, which is funny because she's clearly forgetting Marsha is existing in this moment. Um, Because Marsha doesn't have one either. (laughs) Now, for Team Frankie, they have a lot to work with. Malaysia will very smartly suggest they figure out what questions they want to ask for each segment, which is funny as all three of them will choke up and end up asking the same question um and notice how selena's not on team frankie because what she has an outside relationship with the man correct uh notice how she didn't get to meet ariana in that moment because she knows her lucy will note that frankie just got married last year and this is where she would like to start since malaysia is doing the cookie segment the cooking segment she tells her to discuss the vegan thing and that will never come up at all in this edit so Lucy is trying to get all the information so she can figure out a way to attack the challenge or what I like to call interview prep. Um, girl, if you do not do your interview before your research, before you go into an interview, you fail as a host. That's the whole point. Yeah, prep is important. Very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Team Charles, Sasha will ask Marsha is, are you worried about understanding Charles' thick accent? And that is going to be Marsha's plot line for the entire episode. <laughs> um, not fun, not cute for her. No, I mean, I think you have to find certain ways or just uh, just if, if it's the elephant in the room, then just kind of also just speak on it or something like that. Right. Um, but I I mean, I get it. I, I'm really good friends with uh, New York's very own uh, Charo, Roxy Chanel. And I know it's hard to uh, understand her, too. But listen, we still love her. <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, so I should have her on for one of the Espana podcasts, shouldn't I? Oh, you should. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Now, Sasha Kobe will say that she is 100% 50-50 that they are going to nail 50-50. Now, I'm sure there have been many times that quote, I'm 100% 50-50 has been derived from, um, but I would like to give a massive shout out to the queen of that quote, Devin Green, the brilliant mind of Welcome to My Home. If you haven't seen Welcome to My Home, have you been living under a rock? Also, Devin Green was my 200th guest on Block Talk. Uh, we love a milestone. But are you familiar with the uh, uh, viral video, Welcome to My Home? Yeah. I'm 100% 50-50. Do I own the t-shirt? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> and she actually features me on her website wearing the t-shirt. Oh, fab. Me and the boy who ghosted me. 
Well, you're on, you're on we both wore goofy. it. We were both wearing the same shirt. Get it? 100%. Mm. Oh. Okay, that don't mind. Now, Marcia and Sasha will talk about the other bitches in the room, likely because production told them to. Marcia says that she's not too sure how others are going to do. Sasha thinks that Selena is loud, and Marcia says that Lux can be dry, and Sasha hopes Mistress will be the wild card and run them all over. Is this the first time Sasha's kind of been the mean girl in the room? We've not seen this out of her. Um, I mean, I don't think she's being the mean girl. I think she's just trying to size up her competition. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And it's um, also trying to help her get into that mentality. It's like, oh, I got this because of their, their flaws. Are you are you are you are you saying that Sasha has competition? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Honestly, I can see that. That's the lipstick I want to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. what are you gonna lisp sing against Sasha with? What song? Something in Spanish, so I have an advantage. <laughs> there, it is. there we go. As they're chatting, Mistress will see Marsha talking about her. Is Marsha starting her bitch villain era? Well, Mistress is excited to do Love Connie, but thinks that Chara was a good celebrity as well. Uh, sorry, Frank, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. But Mistress doesn't think that Marsha will match Chara's energy, while Selena thinks she will get thrown. Mistress is the instigator of the shade and will go to Marsha and tell her that she is glad Marsha didn't get Love Connie because she wears more makeup than her. <laughs> mean. Um, did you ever compete with Marsha? You have your, your paths have crossed before, right? No, not at all. Never? Just, uh, I mean, we have like, uh, acquaintances like, uh, in common, Fair. but never. Um, I can't keep up with who knows who, who's done shit with who anymore. It's really hard. I know there's so many, there's a new drag queen popping up every hour. Listen, I, I am here for the drag purge. I will produce the show. Two Queens enter one has quick drag. I know plenty that should. Me too. Uh, that's for the um, paywall podcast. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it's a cut down episode. So we're going to get right into those interviews. Um, we've got no time to waste. Um, I will say, while this was a shortened episode, I will controversially go out there on a limb and say that I do believe it was the most complete episode we've had all season because we got to see each queen actually have a moment. Um I mean, it is eight queens left, which is like basically episode two on any international season. Um, but to be fair, like they they each got to showcase something. That's true. So the teams who are not currently interviewing get to watch from the workroom. And I feel like this is a bit of an unfair advantage. So you can see what is actually happening. But hey, um, this kind of challenge, you should be ready for it. I really do, though, want to know if they were watching it. Or if that was all faked, because timing-wise, this would have been a very long filming day. I agree. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about the two of them. It's probably the green screen where they're just they're told to react this way. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's my feeling. Um, if you were to ever get on the show, could you could you fake act? Could you do it? Of course. Yeah, I, I act like I like a whole bunch of these bitches all the time. It's true. It's true. All right, Team Love Connie, we get our first intro segment here where the queens are going to tell us what to um, prepare for. Lux will start off, and I got to ask, was she not told what camera to look down, or are the editors doing her dirty? She looked like a fucking buffoon, and she wasn't alone because Selena was looking at the wrong camera, too. I mean, that could just been an editing thing, but she didn't look I think it was. I think it was editing, which, again, think- it was like, you're making them look bad. Maybe, like, do voiceovers or something. Yeah. Selena and Connie. We're going to start with them. Dun, dun, dun. 
First, we're going to have our sit down with Connie, conducted by Selena, who looks kind of really good. I, I, I got to tell you, Selena, keep up with the big hair. It, it's working for your um, proportions perfectly. I like her in big hair. Absolutely, yeah. And especially in that color, it looked gorgeous. Yeah, it was very, very cute. Um, from the jump, Connie was going to play, and Selena was already needing to pivot from serious to adaptable. Uh, I think Selena's line of questioning worked for her, but I think her fear of wild tangents is something you just got to be prepared for. It's all about listening, being ready to jump in with follow-ups when there is an opening. Um, I've had many a queen on this podcast who will share a story that's so wild. And I'm just going to be like, you keep talking and I will interject when I need to, but I'm going to want to know what's happening. Um, some, some drag queens are crazy. I mean, it happens, but as far as like, if you are... Uh, interviewing someone there has to be a sense of you're still on the driver's side right even though the you know someone is in shotgun talking up the you know storm you have to pay attention to where you're going and maybe bring it around back to a point of of story that they told so that there's just a sense of connectivity now there will be one moment where selena will cut off a story um mid-thought basically to start a new questioning um, but overall, by the way, what with what we were presented, I thought Selena did actually do an incredible job. She was very poised. She was very articulate. Um, but it was just that one moment that clearly they needed to throw in for the full plot line, I guess. I don't know. I thought, I mean, yes, she was poised, but I think she was holding back. Um, mm-hmm. And I think she was taken back by the, the craziness of a character that Connie is. Right. Um, but she was very kind. She was very inviting, um, which is always important yeah all right next we have lux and connie for lux's interview she will hitch a ride with the queen of galisthetics um watching this interview set in a golf cart very unhinged but i kind of loved it i loved it i live for it like just how you she just went with the punches um and i who was it sasha that underestimated mm-hmm. lux and i'm like see there you go she's someone to be reckoned with oh, sasha under, underestimated nitra oh and nitra that's right honestly yeah well, Lux is going to dive in with the nitty gritty and ask about her nemesis, which was a choice, but I think it didn't necessarily get her comfortable with her, but I think it got Connie f- to get into the drama queen mode, which really allowed for the conversation to just go and play and be unhinged. Um, she played into Connie's character very, very well. Yeah. Um, so Connie and Candy's feud started when Candy pulled a fast one on her and Connie hates her and then just blows the horn. Mm-hmm. Um I really do think whoever got Connie was going to have to camp up their interview no matter what. And it was kind of a gift to play around. But if the goal was to be serious in this challenge, this team was never going to find it. So I'm not sure what the rules of this challenge were as presented to the Queens. I mean, I feel like if, if, if the prompt was for the sit down interview to be serious, um, I think there's a way to handle the questioning to poke fun of the fact that it's supposed to be a serious interview, but it's not really. Now, Connie driving around in circles probably did like 10 laps around that um, soundstage. Very, very funny. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, Connie played Maurice, the hairdresser in Legally Blonde, and Lux scored points from the judges when Connie says that she really did her research. Um, listen, when a guest says something like that or says that's a great question, you are doing your job very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could actually create an entire reel out of that for that's happened on this podcast but i'm not that narcissistic a little narcissistic not that narcissistic um you work out you do athletic things you 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 know how this works does the bend and snap work every time 
Uh, sometimes it does, but honestly, I've, I've particularly had three knee surgeries. Um, so, you know, you can try to bend, but I, you can't guarantee that it's going to be a snap. No snap back yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How fast was that golf cart going when Connie was ready to blow that popsicle joint? That, that looks like fast. It was no, you know, there was probably some editing and like the whole thing crash, but I was here for it. I'm like, we needed a little moment like that. It was very funny. Um, I've never driven a golf cart. Have you? Yeah. Are they fun? It's fun. It doesn't go as fast as you would think it goes. Right. Yeah. All right. Finally, we have Mistress and Connie and Mistress will join Connie for a cooking segment where they will ice some cakes and by cakes, she meant cupcakes. Uh, are you good at icing cupcakes? I, I'm going to icing cupcakes and also buttering muffins. <laughs> Ooh. So Connie will ask Mistress if she wants to decorate with her and we will watch Mistress struggle and struggle hard. She knows she has to has questions, but she just completely lost the connection by forgetting to engage with Connie's decoration question. And when Connie makes a naughty comment, Mistress laughs and she is out of it. She is not in the game. Um, she is like, I will watch you do this and try to keep, but trying to do this interview, it's over, not happening. Also, when Connie is not even focused on the interview, Mistress is just floundering. Um, she just doesn't know how to read her. I mean, when Connie got up close and physical, it was over. Mistress is done. Yeah, I was surprised. Honestly, before going into this ch uh, challenge, I thought Mistress had this in the back because um, in just any situation group, with the group settings with other girls, she definitely knows how to uh, grab attention yes. and to get her point across without being overbearing sometimes. Overall, this team, um, I think Lux was by far the standout. Um, yeah. But it was hard because it was a hard character to interview. Yeah. I mean, believe me, like going back to Devin Green, she, she's a character. Like that was one of the hardest interviews I've ever, ever done because she was always on and always cracking a joke. And I think she's one of the funniest people on the planet. I can't be laughing when I'm trying to interview her, but it was, it was, I understand it. So I understand the struggle here, but um, not a great showing overall for the team. Mm -mm. No bueno. Team Charo. Um, now our intro from Marsh and Sasha, who are 50% Sash, 50% Mosh. Um, is that a workroom thing? Do they call her Mosh? I've not, I've never, what is that? That's new to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, going back to the other team. Why do these two know how to talk into the camera? It had to be an editing mess up. It had to, yeah. Why is no one else talking about it? Why am I the only one who noticed it? Anyway, Production. Sasha will get a chance to make a saddle with Charo. And yes, that was a thing that happened. Um, Sasha's look, very 80s Southern lady attire. And I'm like, that's a choice. Not something I expected Sasha to wear. Yeah, me neither. I almost wonder if they got like in their little packet. Um, they're like, bring in. 80s news anchor look oh probably that would make sense yeah Charles will start the connection game by discussing hawaii with sasha and i don't know what the guests were told ahead of time about their interviewer or mm -hmm. if they were asked to do certain things but having Charles start the connection was a very very easy way for sasha to just ease into this conversation yeah i love the fact that she already knew uh, about sasha being hawaiian and all that so Charles will have sasha say something in spanish I mean, in Hawaiian. And literally, you watched with the subtitles, it literally said, speaking Hawaiian. Oh, Lord. Um, but allegedly, what Charo was saying was, your crazy pig is eating my papaya. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I know, crazy. <laughs> um, Amanda Pork, stop eating my papaya. Ah! <laughs> Sasha was kind of half fangirling, half doing the challenge. And once you coochie coochie with Charo, it's just funny games. 
Yeah, I felt like uh, when she threw the card, she's like, all right, I'm just going to wing it and have fun with this. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Charo, when you make a salad, you have to pretend you're a cat. Is that how Frida Kulo tosses a salad? Do you pretend you're a cat? No. I'm... Was Charo making a pussy in a salad toss reference? Oh, my God. Uh, she's being a little dirty girl. I think so. Oh. <laughs> that's the thing about Chara. She's probably the dirtiest human on the planet, and we just think it's endearing. Probably just because you only understand fifty percent of what she says, right? Uh, yeah. So Sasha was really willing to play along, toss those cards. Very smart move. Um, like again, as someone who keeps a script handy during a podcast, um, I appreciate what she did. Yeah. Uh, she was very grounded. Throwing out the socials in the middle of an interview is a thing that guests love speaking of afri lacoodle on instagram go follow more importantly my venmo is send me pesos no conversion rate necessary send me pesos thank you (laughs) there it is um it was a very chaotic chaotic interview but very well grounded i think sasha did a great job i think it was good was the best though no i don't think it was the best no 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 Mm-mm. All right, Marcia and Charo. Uh, Marcia will have a heartfelt conversation during their sit down. And I think Marcia is giving pretty solid interview vibes. And from what I saw, I think I would have her on Block Talk for a single segment. Um, we can call it Things in Three with Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. <laughs> she was very complimentary. And I think in the eyes of the judges, it didn't come off genuine. And I don't know if that's factual, but. I feel like they don't know who Marsha is. No, I don't. I, I'm, they, I mean, there's def- they definitely want to keep her around. That's for sure. Yeah. But. Interesting. It's very, very interesting the way Marsha is being edited this season. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know spoilers, but I have a feeling because they haven't done the Rusical yet. I have a feeling watch, like watch it get eliminated right before the Rusical. And that oh would God, be like, the main thing. Um, well, speaking of that, um, I don't know what's fact, what's fiction, but there's been rumors of what the Rusical is. Um, and all I will say is expect a statement possibly from Rue about the things happening in Tennessee, because it might coordinate what the Rusical is. Oh, really? Wait, wait, wait. I don't, I haven't, I don't know what it was. Apparently the Rusical is called Wigloose and it's about a, um, small town that outlaws drag work okay i don't know if that's true or if that's someone really fucking around but that's the rumor out there oh my god okay oh my god gag which makes sense because we've had musical inspired rusicals before literally moulin rue last year so i'm not saying this is not a possibility but rue we're waiting for you just say something please i'm pretty sure yeah she She will. will just sooner rather than later all right. Um, we're going to watch um, Marsha ask the coochie coochie question and her doing ahas and head nods. It's a good thing to do as an interviewer because you're still engaged with, uh, without interrupting, but the show made her look like she didn't know what was happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it looked like. As Anitra will say, watching it was like watching her aunts talk like that. And I guess um, we're just going to have to give Marsha bad edit here. I don't know. The whole episode made me just question my career. Because if that's not what good interviewing is, I don't know what I'm doing here. I mean, I I felt like there was like, uh, like she was throwing out jokes, uh, Charo. And Marsha's only reaction was like, yeah. Like, right. Where you don't get the jokes are just like, absolutely. Like, 
Right. And that's where I think they didn't feel it was genuine enough. Right. And then Marsha asking Charo how old she is made me scream no at my television. Like, I know they told her to ask that question, but like, it is one hell of a question. You, it's, you don't ask that. Or you, there's ways, uh, I remember, uh, I think Willem said it once in a podcast, that there's ways to get across what the producers want without being so literal. So right. if, if it's an age question, um, you could say something along the lines of like how, how, you know, how young do you feel or something? I don't right. know. So it pertains to age. Did you know that Charo came to America with Christopher Columbus, who allegedly was hot? Uh, first of all, I refuse to believe that. <laughs> I, no, I refuse. Not the part that she came with Christopher Columbus, but the part that she thought he was hot. <laughs> I right, right. That just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. And I might. I'm, I'm not sure. I do think she called him Christopher Columbo. Um, but regardless, um, listen. I would not want any uh, colonizer on my coochie coochie. Just saying. <laughs> no. no, no. Um, as a team, I think they were pretty good. But let's be real. Um, they were only two of them. They had one last segment and Sasha, Sasha. Pyramid. Team Frankie Grande. No intro from this group. Um, I'm assuming it was cut for time. Yeah. They didn't do what the other two teams did. Lucy and Frankie. Uh, Lucy is in full interview mode, and I'm going to say it. She was a natural. Um, I know it was slightly heightened to be a drag character, but it was very, very impressive. I loved it. It was my favorite. I'll, my pick to win, honestly. Me too. Uh, we're going to start off with the marriage question. If Frankie can get married, um, do you think there's any fucking hope for me? Do you think I will ever find a partner? Of course, there's love for everybody. Now, listen, if it's not a partner, maybe it's a different type of way. It's just being at peace with whatever you have and finding a fulfillment in who you are. So you're saying I'm going to have to marry a body pillow? Um, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe a very, a very twinkish body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god twinks no way i love twinks oh god now lucy will ask about frankie's brush with death and this whole moment will be a point of contention later on and that will affect the results essentially frankie reveals that he was doing charity work in south africa went to a medicine man's hut who may or may not have sicked a poisonous spider on him because his leg blew up on the plane now lucy's not going to ask a follow-up question for that here's the thing in an untimed scenario, you will always ask that follow-up question. But like, what? This is a, um, uh, it's a challenge. There's only so much time you have here. Right. You want, part of the job is to make sure you have a conversation, not talk about one thing. So right. yeah, I understand why she does move into talking about sci-fi. I get it. Um, but to be mad at her and say you're not a winner because you didn't ask a follow-up question? Shady editing. Yeah, no. I think she did a phenomenal job. And I would definitely, like, tune into her interviewing someone else. Like, maybe even doing some, like, red carpet stuff. That would be fun. Are you saying that you want to see Lucy LaDuca as Joan Rivers doing red carpet mock um, interviews? I mean, that would be phenomenal. Well, I'll presents. I just gave you a show idea. You're welcome. Oh. Could you imagine? Just, just pic picture it. Wow, if you're listening, I want credit for it. Lucy LaDuca as Joan Rivers, and you get previous Snatch Game winners to do red carpet interviews. Oh my God, it I brings in past contestants. It brings in moments that we love, and you yeah. get good content. Imagine if you do a, a whole like Joan Rivers interviewing Courtney Love with and Madonna. There it is. The, the whole scene for MTV. 
recreate there it, it. Let's do it. Pyramid. All right. Um, when I go to DragCon, uh, we'll have a chat. Well, just call me. Let's do it. Are you going to go to DragCon? Are they bring you? I don't home? think so. Why not? I may have. I I may be busy. That's why. Well, okay. Yeah. That's all right. Well, I want to, but I may have. I may have something coming up that I can't talk about. That's fine. Well, Lucy did a phenomenal job. Um, when she did allude to the three-way and us knowing that Frankie did have a thruple, priceless. Very, very funny. Um, Anitra and Frankie. It was time to get those steps in as Lucy and Anitra are going to go power walking. Frankie reveals that he is so obsessed with getting the steps up that he'll just swing his arms. Um, I feel like you don't have to do that. You get your steps in every day. Well, as someone who works fitness, um, Walking and power walking are two different things. So if you you actually do burn more calories sometimes if you engage in power walking more than you would running. Interesting. Oh, and, and the arms do have to. It's how you move your arms, your torso, and like the your stride of your like. So it does make sense. Wow, Frida Kulo, fitness professional. Thank you. Free advice. Watch out, love, Connie. I'm coming for you, girl. <laughs> Now, Nietzsche is literally just walking, and it was kind of hilarious because, like, Frankie's doing the most, and Nietzsche's doing the least. You know what? Missed opportunity for her to also start walking that duck. Literally. Right? Uh, because we know that Rue loves that, and that will get her, get her an extra week no matter what. Exactly. What if she's t- taught Frankie to do it? <laughs> like, here's how you get extra steps. <laughs> now, Frankie will bring up that he just got married, and Nietzsche will follow up with, it's been a month, and that is the second interview in a row that it's been referred to in. Anitra did get loose a bit, um, but I do think she could have gone a little further. Um, this was going to be the harder one because, again, Frankie is very active, um, right. and there's only so much you could ask someone who can barely catch their breath. Um, but it was very much a camp interview. Watching Frankie and Anitra shake it out as he's telling the story about coming out to his fraternity, very camp, very, very camp. Love that, yeah. Um, overall, I would say it was a safe interview. Not, not the best, not the worst, just right in the middle. I agree. Now, out of the active interviews, Anitra, uh, do you think Anitra did it walking and then Lux did it on the golf cart? What do you think was harder from those two? I think it probably was. I think it's because of it love comedy was harder to do it with her because she also was literally driving the golf cart. And um, if Lux wasn't paying attention, she could have fallen out. It's true. Uh, but I also think about like the whole like carpool karaoke um, like interview styles, like, or the, like those, I would have kind of, I don't know, think about that. And like, when I'm in a car, when I'm in a car I'm, and I'm, and I'm interviewing, like I'm talking to one of my friends, it's easy. I just had a, actually I just had a car ride with my sister, give me some money. And we were like talking up a storm and I'm like, and I thought about that. I'm like, I think the golf cart would be easier. Cause if you're just walking and like the other person's doing some crazy walk and you can't keep up, I think it would be harder. Yeah. Um, you, you you do know that carpool karaoke is fake, right? No, it's not. I saw Celine Dion on the strip and I almost got one of those heels. Stop it. No, you didn't. No, I wish. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, listeners, I'm not I'm, I'm breaking the fourth wall for you. Uh, literally, they're are they're attached to a big rig like they're yeah. it's not real. Um, no. Also, did you know there is a song called Carpool Karaoke? No. It is a it was an entry for um uh Sweden that almost got into Eurovision. Uh there is now an English version of the song. 
work. Okay. I will send it to you. Remind me to send it to you. Listeners, you have to go find it because what this woman is wearing, she's like a 50-year-old woman. Um, mm-hmm. She is wearing drag. She's full out wearing a car drag. Work diva. Yeah, she wants to sing carpool karaoke with James Corden. Yeah. Oh, love that for her. Yeah. All right. Um, Malaysia and Frankie. Frankie's Kitchen with Malaysia. Oh boy, I can confirm Malaysia will not be hosting anything Drag Race related anytime soon. That is not one of her skill sets. Mm-mm, no, ma'am. Uh, when Frankie put on that fake Italian accent, Malaysia tried to join in. It was just over. I know I'm bad at accents, but that was bad. That was really, really bad. Have you ever made a pizza? Uh, yes, I have. Did you do the whole flip it in the air and catch it and... We did. We did a whole, it was an oven brick pizza. Uh, and it was in Ohio and this beautiful like uh museum. It was it was a whole experience when I used to work for uh Bath and Body Works. Like uh they flew me out there for a whole like little week long thing. No, I love that. That sounds fun. Uh, it was very cute and out Ohio so pristine, like yeah, it, yeah. it was a little too perfect. I'd say parts of Ohio are that way, other parts, um true. Sure. I was in- like Reynoldsburg and Columbus, that area. Yeah, well, that that's a beautiful area. We like that area. Um, I think Malaysia had a very difficult job doing something that is way more difficult than icing cupcakes for making a salad. So I will give her that. Like, this was going to be the harder of the three cooking segments. True. Um, and then again, Frankie's saying that dough spinning would have allowed him to win Big Brother. Girl, bye. You're not, you were never going to win that season. Um, <laughs> never, never. And then Malaysia. She's struggling. So what does she ask about the marriage and if he, if they enjoy Frankie's meatballs? Kiss of death. That was the moment I knew she was gone for the, for the season. She was done. But also like, if you're going to talk, like you have to have that kind of rapport or that kind of like double entendre in your interview. If you're going to talk about meatballs or like make any kind of joke like that. Right. And um, then- again, like they, we were set up. We were obviously set up. We were told the marriage thing was going to be introduced. We got it three times. Um, yeah, it was just unfortunate that she was the third one that we watched here. Yeah, and then also he, he, uh, Frankie was trying to volley back with like, you know, the this if she's a size queen thing or like the with two sausages. Right. She tried. He he tried. She didn't. It was his interview of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about it. Malaysia's uh, synthetic Bob. Listen, I do not claw like this. When it comes to wigs, it could be synthetic, Bob. Hard front doesn't matter as long as you are wearing it with the conviction that it is growing out of your scalp. I'm here for it. Is it because you own the same Bob? Maybe. <laughs> Listeners, it's true. I've seen it. Um, uh, this was rough, but Lucy was the shining light here. Absolutely. A thousand percent. I was gagged to see that she wasn't in the top two. I personally, I thought it was going to be Lux and Lucy. All right. Elimination day. Uh, they are preparing to be Queen B. Um, did you get your tickets for the Renaissance ball tour, whatever she's having? I'm waiting for my sugar daddy to buy them, but I'm also waiting for a sugar daddy. So no. There's got to be a sugar daddy out there for you. I think I'm way too, too independent, hardworking, strong woman. That okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I don't like to be submissive to someone else's money that's fair that's fair well sasha will share a fun fact that she was sasha before the sasha fierce album came out and shares that her conspiracy is that some of beyonce's dancers were good friends of hers and thinks that maybe beyonce saw her at one point and thought 
It was fierce, Sasha. She will say that's the truth until Beyonce tells her it's a lie to her face. Good luck. Hope you win. Um, do you think that moment will ever happen? I hope it does. Please. I would, even if it's not true, come on. Like a little head nod to it. But that'd be hilarious. I would love it. How much do you think it's going to cost to get Beyonce on Drag Race? Ooh, I mean, what network do we have to t- change to in order to have that kind of budget? <laughs> I don't know. CBS? Right. <laughs> and then um, Mistress thinks that was a lovely fairy tale. She just loves to shade everybody. I love it. I'm here for it. Listen, it just reminds me of like when I hang out with my sisters and I, I I would love Mistress to like, you know, like have a birthday party, invite Sasha Colby there, and all of a sudden Sasha walks with Beyonce. That's that's my dream. Yes, gag. All right, let's bring it to the runway. And RuPaul is serving Aphrodite realness. She looks incredible. I love those flowers in the hair. Very cute. Yes. Um, she's definitely entering her old lady era. It's white, 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 white hair all the time. I've noticed it too. I know, you know, we not a lot of did we have we gotten any color this year? I think we've got like one week, but um I say Rue, stick with the blonde, stick with the white. Let's retire the um that synthetic red. We're, I don't think we need it anymore. We're good. Would do you ever think she would uh be a human hair girl? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my god, tell me the joke. Imagine she borrows like uh the Lexus 40 inch for one of the season, one of the episodes. <laughs> oh my god. 40 inches. We're going back. We're going back to that. As 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 someone on Reddit said, for that to have been 40 inches, Lux needed to be 7'6. <laughs> All right, we got a tiny panel this week. It's Michelle Visage and TS Madison. No guest judge this week. Uh, do you do you think they try to get Beyonce? She's like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. Right. No. But you know what? I would I love TS Madison. I think she should be one of the permanent judges. She is. She's part of the rotation. Officially. No, they like, just, like there every week. Not just rotation. So you want to kick out Michelle Visage? No, I think we I think kick out I think Carson and, and um Ross should just be the ones that rotate. Here, here's what I'm gonna say. I mean, Ross is doing the Drew Barrymore show. It films in New York. There's a chance that maybe Ross Bossy Rossi is gonna lossy. Um, no more Ross. It's possible. Who knows? But um, I, I think this is about the same about the same time when we shook the judging panel up and added Ross and Carson. Maybe it's time for another shakeup. And also, isn't Carson a part of the production team? Like the produ- one of the producers as well? Is he? I don't know. I thought he was. Ooh, someone go roll the credits for us. Let us know. I don't watch the credits. Are you kidding me? I don't have time for that shit. I do know that one of um, uh, Ross's friends is a part of the writing team uh, on RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, very cool. I love that. Category is Night of a Thousand Beyonce's. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Love on Top or Break My Soul. No work. Okay. All right, let's go. Lux Noir London, 2006 Kennedy Center Honors, no designers listed. I am not going to try to continue to rag on Lux. I'm simply observing her entire package and the impact it's making on me as a drag race historian. This look is incredible. She looks the best she has looked all season. Yes, it is a recreation of a moment that was a recreation of a Tina Turner moment, which we will learn that Rue wore first all full circle. 
I understand the marriage of drag and fashion, but I wish Lux pushed the envelope a bit further and brought a bit more diversified package that didn't feature so many inspiration pieces or recreations. And I say that because if this was the first one we saw, this would have been the moment for her. Now it's just Lux looking good in something someone else looked good in as well. Again, for this runway, she looks exceptional. The mug is stamped. The hair is right. I want something different out of Lux. I agree. Um, you know what? I think there's something to be said about a girl that at least understands her history and the references. But I think out of that needs to be birth your own identity. Um, and how do you make it your own your own stamp on as far as like, yes, I am referencing, but this is this has my signature, da-da-da, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Michelle says she had a tough one as Love Connie will throw anything at you. She thinks she handled it really well. And the way she interviewed was genuine and liked her line of questioning, bringing things back. She said she was matching Connie tit for tat. Rue says this is an iconic look for her and says she's sure Mr. Mackey will love that too. Rue shared the trivia that the outfit Beyonce wore. Rue wore to an event years ago as the outfit was made for Linda Carter. She says she looks great. Um... Linda Carter to RuPaul to Beyonce did not ever have that. They were going to be the same size on my bingo card. I don't think it's the same. I mean, there's probably alterations made, maybe. Come on. I mean, maybe, but uh, to an original Bob Mackie, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Regardless, love on top. Love on top, for sure. Audience, 89% love on top, 11% break my soul. Mistress Isabel Brooks, 2001 Grammy Awards. No designers listed. I don't know if you've seen her Instagram or seen her photo shoot, but I think her photo shoot image is exactly what I wish she did the night of the episode aired. Uh, I did not care for Humpback of Destiny's Child. Michelle and Kelly got done dirty. You can camp it up, but still execute it well. I wish she brought Michelle and Kelly out as puppets, tossed them aside and let this absolutely stunning gown breathe on its own. Uh, what I appreciate about it is that she has taken the elements of the original with the lace and the color and made it appropriate for her. This is how you pay homage without doing a recreation. Uh, her makeup was beautiful. I think it's because she was not so heavy on the white highlight. And if this was executed better, I'd be here for it. But as presented in the runway, I think this was not for me as camp fun as it could have been. I, for me, I did love it. I think maybe she thought that there was a chance that she wasn't going to be safe and possibly lip syncing. So I, but I thought that maybe she was going planning on using those Muppets up as a part of a gag during the lip sync. It's possible. Um, but I, again, like I wouldn't have in the original look, I wouldn't have structured onto the back. I would have met as puppets and then boom, um, Beyonce knows. Yeah. That was hilarious. It's not come back. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Tia says that she was a little disappointed as you want to make the audience do this stuff with you. Rue says that some of the warmth of relating over the food was missing. She says she knows how to paint and it's the most beautiful she has ever looked. She says this look is her destiny, child. Uh, Michelle says she loves the look and it's so particularly her with the joke, but done in glamour. Um, love on top. Love on top. Very soft, but yeah. Audience, 83% love on top, 17% break my soul. Um, fuck, Mary kill. Beyonce, Kelly, Michelle. How dare you? <laughs> Fuck you for uh, saying that. <laughs> Let me see. Um, I would. Mm. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna marry. Uh, Michelle. Wow. When Jesus say yes, so does Frida Kulo. Exactly. I actually saw 
an interview uh, of hers on radio station where someone brings up how she fell uh, during that one performance. <laughs> and the way she read that interviewer and like was, it was hilarious. I'm like, I feel like people, that she has such a great personality that's not shown because she's maybe a little bit more introverted. So I would marry her. I think we'd have a good time. I would, um, I would fuck Kelly Rowland because I will be the Yolanda to Beyonce. Just wow. Just to be controversial. Wow. And my legacy will live on just as well, as much as Beyonce's will. Wow. Well, speaking of Yolanda, let's talk about Selena Cities. <laughs> 2004 Grammy Awards. No designers listed. Um, I'm going to say it. This is the best that Selena has looked ever. She has finally understood that big hair on that head is the way to do it. The gold gown just sat perfectly on her. She looks confident. Also, the gold RuPaul Chia Pets dead. I have no notes for this look. I was obsessed with this. Uh, love on top for sure. I will say, though, um, it's also giving me like one of my my aunties like ready for for a quinceanera. And she's probably, you know, you know one of the, the godmothers. And so she got her makeup done the night before. And she, no, she got her makeup done early in the morning, but she got the hair done the night before. She had to sleep on a chair like this. Mm-hmm. But that's absolutely, a good But absolutely, I mean, I thought it was a love on top for sure. Stunning. Michelle says she looks so pretty. And the honey hair color is so beautiful on her. She says in the challenge, she had strong moments, but where she lost her was she kept talking over. Selena will say that she was going to ask more deeper questions, but says that Connie was going off the deep end. So she was like, how can I pick up the ball with where she's going? Tia says she was stuck in her head a bit and tells her she can never let what's going on in her head show on her face. She tells her to treat it like it's an ugly piece of trade. Rue says the key to interviewing is listening. I agree, Rue. What? We're agreeing on interview style. That's crazy. Um, but yes, this is love on top for me. Love on top, yeah. Audience, y'all are haters. 69% love on top, 31% break my soul. Got mm. some questions for y'all. Yes. Moving on. Sasha Colby, 2006 BET Awards. Look by Marco. Marco, hair by Mo Hart. Um, like daughter, like mother, come out and basically the OG and you win. Is it fair? No. But like I said last year with Night of a Thousand JLOs, skinny girls doing the same exact look, garment, exactly. Good for you. But if the big girl doesn't have that luxury, it will not have the same glory not a critique against sasha i just think the level of difficulty is just so low it it's just not at the same level um i wanted her to push so much harder what she presented is stunning she has the body and she's continuing to show it off is it a two-piece and did i get mad at the twins for all their two pieces yes am i disappointed in sasha yes it's simple and safe i agree i i expected a lot more i feel like it's giving um just like I'm gonna play it safe, and then maybe I have the big guns for later on. But I definitely didn't see her winning or being up one of the top runways either. This is the one that I wish she got to do. Hold up. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine her in that fucking yellow dress? Oh, <gasps> that would have been stunning. Yeah. She could have definitely pulled Sasha that. Colby wearing the yellow dress and holding a fucking bejazzled bat. Yeah. That would have been drag. Yeah. Anyway, Michelle says it's almost identical to what B wore and says it's just wonderful. She says she matched it enough without trying to one up Charo, but her generosity is what was needed. 
Tia says Charo has big dick energy or BDE, as her friends Pick and Mix used to say. Uh, what she liked the most was they spoke to the audience and acknowledged her as a viewer. Ruth says she had a, an ease at letting Charo be Charo. She said just going with it felt good for her. Her favorite part was throwing the cards, which let the audience know they were going to have some fun. And Ruth will ask her if she's hosted television before. Sasha says in her dreams, which Ruth says, you're a natural. We know what that means. Um, love on top. Love on top. Audience, 82% love on top, 18% break my soul. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha doing the Title X Brooklyn 2017 charity event. Look by Marsha. Um, again, I want to know if Marsha picked this or if the production picked it because I don't think I've ever seen this look in my entire life. Um, I think Marsha looked beautiful and radiant and mature, and it's different from anything she's shown us in a portfolio so far. That being said, she took the colors, recreated the color palette as opposed to the exact silhouette. The reality is Beyonce's original look was all about the boobs, and Marsha is not that girl, so it was not going to be able to have the same neckline. Um, compared to Beyonce, it's very downplayed. Are there other looks that I wish Marsha could have chosen? Absolutely, but um, here's where we're at. It's safe, it's simple, it's velvet. It's a break my soul. I don't like it. Very simple. I'm going to give it a safe love on top because I don't think there was anything wrong with it. Um, but y'all did not care for it. 16% love on top, 84% break my soul. What you think it's okay. Wait a minute. You gave it a love on top. Why though? Just a soft one because there was, I mean, it, it, it alluded to what Beyonce was wearing while still being within the same universe without being a full recreation because she was, there was no way she would be able to recreate that neckline based on her figure. But even then the garment itself, it's standing alone. It doesn't give me, it just gives me a simple silhouette. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't inspire me. That's uh, fair. I feel like I could find this at rainbow. And so. That's fair. I mean, that's valid. And if that's what you're giving for someone that's at drag, that's okay that you're starting on drag. Listen, I was a rainbow girl when I started out on drag, but you're on a big stage, baby. Like, that's not giving. That's fair. Um, do you think there's ever going to be a Frida X rainbow line? Oh, baby, yes. As long as the check <laughs> is correct, I will definitely do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. Anitra, on the run tour, no designers listed. This is what I think this challenge deserved. There are looks that, this, these are the looks that we should have been choosing from. Anitra looked like she was having so much fun and there is that smile Michelle wanted. It's not exactly a replica, but it has the same vibes. Could the cape have been grander? Certainly, but I don't think she has that coin to make that cape. Um, but this is how you pay homage to a drag in drag to a superstar. The only change is I would have probably upgraded the booty. Um, very, very, very basic black booty there. I agree. I mean, there's, I think this one's dragified, but I feel like this is like, okay, you were hired to do drag brunch and it's Beyonce and it's like you have a week to make an outfit. Yeah. It's not bad. It's definitely going to give, but I think had it been a bigger hair, a different shoe and a bigger cape just to give you like a long dramatic, like dragify it, that would have been way more iconic. Yeah. Um, it's love on top. Love on top. Audience, 85% love on top, 15% break my soul. Malaysia Baby Doll Fox, 2018 Global Citizens Festival, no designers listed. She did the thing. It's a recreation, and the reality is there is a lot more material to cover than Beyonce had to do with this. It did look cheaper. They painted the panty. Um, it really did take away from the illusion, as well as that chicken feathers on the sleeves. Don't at me. I'm sure they were expensive. But um, it's not the most flattering for her because it's a top-heavy look. But as far as an homage to Beyonce, she did it. 
Yeah, I agree. Level top. Um, I think there's just maybe some little things that could be done as far as where the design went, as far as the patterning that could do something to uh, complement um, the figure uh, that could have definitely added to the whole silhouette. But um, it wasn't bad. I mean, there was a lot more creativity into this garment. So I, I agree. Michelle says she looks beautiful and she did it well. T.S. says all the single ladies, baby, which was not the reference, but shh, don't uh, she says in the challenge, when she walked in the kitchen, the role switched and became an interview of her. She is asked if she was scared of the challenge. Malaysia says not necessarily, but Frankie has a big personality and she was kind of taken aback. TS will tell her to look at how big her personality is when she came out in the runway and she has to display that in the challenge. She says, being from Dade County, she got to do better. Malaysia says that in her mind, she is super confident, but she sets down because she gets intimidated. Rue will ask her what's stopping her. And Malaysia says she would rather be safe than sorry and not overdo it. Malaysia, you know the answer. Interceptor, then you would have been safe. Yeah, true. However, uh, I did see Roscoe's little viewing party and, and Malaysia talked about how you kind of know when production is trying to lead you into a spot and produce this whole storyline to give it a a wow moment for television so i think she was like i know what's going on so i'm not you know i'm not gonna be fake or give you a sob story it's it is what it is it's true um i like i will give this a love on top a love on top Audience, 72% love on top, 20% break my soul. And finally, we have Lucy Leduga doing the 2011 VMAs, no designer listed. Listen, I got the reference right away and that's successful. I think people are reading her down because she did the belly reveal without having a belly. And yes, that was a bad move. Had she not done that and presented what she did, it was beautiful. It looked very good on motion on camera. It sparkled. It was drag. Um, that being said, I wish she did not do the rooted wig or at least had less of a root there because it was not the best wig she's worn. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like this. I, I definitely have missed opportunity for not having the belly. Um, uh, I also just immediately thought about uh, Jan and her, her robe. Yeah, like with the color palette. And I'm like, oh, well, she get pissed off and she has a Jan face. I was just waiting <laughs> for that. I'm like, can we get a, you know, a. Lucilla Duca face on a Jen robe too. Yep, there it is. Michelle says that somehow she made the drag tuxedo moment of Beyonce revealing her pregnancy even draggier. Michelle says that Frankie felt comfortable in her presence and they got some real Frankie and it was well done. Tia says the challenge is to meet the guests where they are and she did that and Rue will say that Frankie accused the witch doctor in South Africa of sticking a spider on and wanted her to say, wait a minute, hold up. There's a Beyonce reference. Uh, Rue says there was an obvious follow-up question. She says it's her only mark that she didn't get that in there. I will give this look a safe love on top. Very soft. Mm -hmm. Now you're going break my soul. Audience agrees with you. 43% love on top, 57% break my soul. So Rose decided that Marcia and Nietzsche are safe, leaving Mistress Sasha, Lucy, Salinas, Malaysia, and Lux is the tops and bottoms. Do you agree there? I I honestly thought Marsha was going to be on the bottom. Flipped I, with Selena. With Selena. Well, so, no. Well, no, I thought maybe it was going to be Malaysia with, with Interesting. Marcia. Yeah. Well, the decision from the Rue 
Uh, Sasha gets her third win, $5,000. Lux, Lucy, Mistress are safe, leaving Malaysia and Selena in the bottom. Um, I don't agree with this. I really, really thought it was Mistress in the bottom over Selena. Mistress? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have wanted to see those Muppets in action. So, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, did you did, did you watch Untucked? I did, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about Untucked because I think they're... Um, I have a conspiracy so we'll get there we'll get there uh the song is my favorite beyonce song single ladies if you have a problem with single ladies being my favorite beyonce song shut up um number two is love on top but then if you want me to really get into it i like disney's child more than i like beyonce solo so um don't at me don't yell at me please beehive get her i'm just kidding (laughs) i have another conspiracy can i get it can i can i tell you can i tell you can i tell you yeah go ahead my conspiracy is that production knew Selena could do the choreo and Mistress would not have been a guaranteed knockout win. They would have been okay with Selena leaving, but when you do the choreo from one of the most iconic music videos in the history of music videos, I'm sorry, it's a guaranteed win. Yeah, I mean, when I was doing a viewing party in uh, Jersey City and the audience were, was gagged when she started doing the choreography. Yeah. Like not, a, not off at all. No, but the thing is, we've seen lip syncs when they do choreography and the audience doesn't gag at it because it just really depends on you performing the song. Like we're going back to All Stars where it was Jinx versus Shay Mm -hmm. and it was Lady Gaga choreo and Shay Kool-Aid killed it. Like she she knew the choreo and everything looked stunning. But Jinx jinxed it up and did, you know, she put on a character, she did her thing and gave it a new life. And I, and I, that's what gagged people. Correct. And I, I just think this is the song you do the choreo for, like not doing the choreo for a single ladies feels wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. It brought me so much joy and happiness. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I feel bad for Malaysia, but you got it. You have this is this is the thing that you learn at home before you get on your plane to get to drag race. You learn the choreo for single ladies because the audience wants it. Absolutely. Yeah. In the end, Malaysia is limited and Selena becomes the lip sync assassin of the season. Uh, do you agree? As a lip absolutely not, because there have been some lip syncs on there that I'm like, what what? Well, well, of, of Malaysia being eliminated over Selena. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I do agree. Yeah. I don't think um, let's, lip sync assassin. No, no, I don't. I mean, just based on statistics and how we've determined lip sync assassins in the past. Right. Um, no, Selena's not getting a phone call to be an all stars uh, <laughs> lip sync assassin. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I, I, and if she does, I'll give you a block talk pen. Okay. <laughs> let's go through, go through the highs and lows of Untucked. Um, weird. It was weird. It was not, it was weird. Yeah. Um, generally, let's go through it generally. This was the first time the audience has now seen Mistress have a vulnerable moment. Mm-hmm. And even in her vulnerability, there's anger inside. True. Yeah. Another reason why I think they saved Mistress here is because she could not fucking do that song with that look. There was no way in hell. You don't think she would have done something with the Muppets? I think so. Not when you know Selena was going to rip that thing off and be able to do the full choreo in it. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Olivia Lux is 
hack the system. Every single one of your runways better be able to be lip sync ready. And Selena's in this moment was. Yeah. Uh, Mistress was not. But um, it was really, really interesting to once again watch um, all of this shake out and you have like Marsha and Nitra kind of being like, well, I thought I was going to be in the top. Not all of y'all can be on the top. You got to open your eyes and look at the rest of the competition. Yeah. I For me, I think it's just I would uh, more so I would be happy being safe and I would be grateful but I definitely do. There is something to be said about wanting to be on that stage and get feedback to better yourself. Yes. Or to at least get a head on saying you're on the right track. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, now, in this moment, we have Marsha hoping that she's going to win the Ruse goal, which I mean, it's her thing. I get it. She is a lipstick thespian. Um, but to your point there, Marsha gets on this main stage, gets critiqued. And most of the time, I guarantee you, it's Michelle saying more makeup. Does Marsha have the headspace in this moment on Drag Race to play around with makeup? Could she actually take that critique in at heart and apply it? Yeah. Okay. Why not? Like I, when you're getting ready, you're you, you're in the workroom with your sisters that can give you tips on, hey, try doing this blush here or cut the cheek this way. Um, and it happens where you you start to you know acquire all these skills because you're in that room of so much skill set. Okay, I can. I, I'm here for that. I like that answer. Thank you. Um, Mistress is upset about the placement. Malaysia is upset about the placement because they're both the first girls from their city, and they want to represent them well. Do you do you think they feel more pressure than the girls who have come from a line of queens that have been on the show? I think absolutely city? because. Um... There's probably a sense of like sisterhood and support if you're in a city like New York that has so much representation on the show where, um, you know, you, you, there's a certain talk about what to expect um, and a willingness to help you out. But if you're the first in in your town to represent, I think there's definitely like a weight of the world on your shoulders. That's fair. Um, Lux. She's got Lux and Lux will get the first video message from family. I know. I love that. Do we think others have gotten it throughout the season and this is just the first one that aired? It could be, but I mean, I'm glad we got to see this moment from Lux and just talk a little bit more about like where, you know, what kind of family support she has or her, even her being able to come into her own with her drag career and her thoughts of like you know are is my family supporting me or is the support how i want are they supporting me the way i want to see it absolutely um and we will hear her get uh, very emotional and get emotional saying that this would not have been her parents reaction years ago which is um we love progress we love making um audiences know that there is hope there is the possibility of a great family unit supporting drag absolutely yeah uh, and then lucy is like your dad's hot I know what we should have like a whole uh, panel of the hot dads of Drag Race or something. Oh God! Oh my God! Uh, Evie Ali's dad get yeah top billing. Um, yeah. Also, we're gonna have this moment where Malaysia and Mistress think they're gonna be lip syncing against each other, which is funny that it doesn't happen that way. And they're basically like, yeah, the big girls have to lip sync. Are they just discrediting Selena, or is Selena not considered a big girl? Uh, see, this is where. Um, 
I get comparison to Selena a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my mind, I because I've always fluctuated in weight, I consider myself to be a bigger girl. Um, mm-hmm. but obviously not with the same silhouette as other bigger girls. And I don't know. I think that it, it's a mind fuck to be within that um size of like, well, am I a bigger girl? But I'm not, I'm definitely not a skinny girl where I just still have to pet and wear a corset. Right. And I think that's a really interesting conversation that we have not really heard on drag races. What does it mean to be in the middle ground? Yeah. Um, because I wouldn't compare you and Selena necessarily. I I I think they're they're apples and oranges in in, in in looks and everything and size. So um it's interesting that that happens, but based on the silhouettes we've seen, I would put her in the same category as the other two. So it's really interesting that the two of them don't even consider her part of their tribe. Um and I'm sure that's also mindfuck for Selena. Yeah. Like so. that would be hard. That would be hard to handle. Yeah. Um, we're going to have T.S. Madison come backstage and tell us about her dreams of to- being a talk show host and how it was hard um, not knowing if she was good enough being a trans woman. She's going to try to talk Malaysia down from the edge because she sees the pain. But then she'll have a direct conversation with Sasha Colby. Coincidence? Not at all. Um Respect knows respect. And I think the two of them, if they haven't met before, they've met now. They're probably very, 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 very close now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I honestly, I got teary-eyed watching that moment. Um, I have a lot of uh, friends that are of the trans community. And um, I just, I hope that they feel the love and support um, from their friends and even from people that are not necessarily uh, of the friends, but they're of the community. And, and it's definitely um such a fulfilling moment to get this amount of appreciation from someone who is such a celebrity but then to get that praise from that celebrity praising you as an icon like it's it's i don't know it was such a beautiful moment and to see how everyone else felt that overwhelming love was was absolutely incredible to watch well, we're going to watch lip sync happen one more time. Malaysia is out of here. Um, she said she felt a little bit overlooked and hurt, but she feels like she got her point across on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to read her notes where Lux says she still wants a medal. Forgot that was like ages ago. What was that? I missed that. What was that about? It was about the um, genres for the... Uh, oh, me- oh, my God. Yeah. You're thinking like I know, right? actual metal. I'm like... <laughs> Um, and then she's going to say she's team mistress and wants to see big girl win. Ooh, interesting. She came, she saw, she fucked shit up. Got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Wait, real quick, before we get to that. Mm-hmm. Can we just say that we were yes. robbed? We were robbed, robbed, robbed of seeing Aura Maiori's look for Night of a Thousand Beyonce's on the runway. Yes. It was spectacular. Yes. She would have been the top two of the week. Yes. Just wanted to put that out there because I was gagged when I saw it. It was stunning. Gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. All right. What is Malaysia's legacy? Malaysia's legacy will be representing Miami. I've never been to Miami. I want to go. I have. I lived there for three months. I mean, I heard Miami is nice. Miami is nice. So I'll say it twice. Miami is nice. It's nice. It has great weather, a little humid. 
but I will say um, it's not as progressive as I would want it to be. Shocker. Um, I got a new question that we've been asking this year on the podcast. Who won the week? Who won the week for me? It would be... For me, it would be Lucy Leduca. It's fair. I would normally would have said, yeah, it's Lucy. It's Sasha for me only because we're all talking and making the joke about Sasha's drag race. Like, Oh yeah. I've been seeing all the memes. We kind of, something's happened. Something is going to happen. I'm going to make my mark right near here. I'm going to put my prediction out right now. Mm. Win or lose, whatever happens, global all stars will feature Sasha Colby. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just give me Sasha Colby on the same stage with Carmen Ferrara and Envy Peru, and I am a happy boy. That would be very good. Imagine, because you imagine, oh my God, yeah. that's a drag show. All right, we got a stand up challenge next week. Who are you worried about? I am terrified, terrified for Marsha, because I don't know her to be a particularly funny person. I think Marsha and Anitra. I'm also worried for Lux because her humor has seemed to be very pointed and mean at times and we know people like um alexis when she gets pointed and mean she gets out of there on a roast i'm fearful that lux could fall into that because i don't know if her humor translates facts like i could see that but i feel like she's a very she's a smart cookie that one and i yeah. feel like she's she's quick to reference um things of drag race and we all love that like we love to see it um but i think i'm more worried for Marsha, because I don't know how, you know, well she will do with something of this, you know, if this is really done her, up, up, up her alley. But Anitra more so because um, she's very much more soft-spoken. I had the chance to work with her when I was in Vegas at Piranhas and such an incredible, uh, just very approachable, very sweet person and uh, very, very humble. And um, yeah, I just... I don't, she's not the one that walks into the room and says, hey, what's up? Look at me. Right. Um, after 10 episodes, the winner of the season is. Mm-hmm. The winner of the season is. After this amount of episodes, I'm going to say. I'm going to say it's mistress. So I'm here's gonna... my thing. Yeah. I've been mistress all season long and I thought it was going to like, she had a chance. I thought she should have won last week. She didn't. It went to Sasha. I saw, I thought Lucy was supposed to win this week. It went to Sasha. Yeah. I think we're all playing for second place now. Like how does Sasha not win? Well, but also there has to be a story arc to the, to the finalists. Like they can't always be. Sure. Unless you're Envy Peru or Carmen Ferrara. Or Sasha Colby. Or Sasha Colby. Um, no, you're you're right. And that's the thing that's really interesting is like, because um, compared to those other two, those other two like won every fucking challenge that they won. Like you couldn't give it to someone else because like it wouldn't have worked right. Sasha getting the two when she did re- the past two weeks, I don't know that everyone's fully in agreement on. And that's why I think it's a weird moment in time um where it's like if you want mistress to be toward the end and you give her an extra win there that could affect the sasha win um so i think it's very curious that sasha's won these two challenges when she may not have actually been the number one of the week i yeah i do think my top three though 
are Sasha, Mistress, and Anitra. I can see it. I can definitely see it. Um, it's it's it's. I hate to say it, Marsha's out of contention. Yeah, I'm excited to see like what this journey brings for her because I feel like she's gonna blossom after this. She's already an incredible talent as yep. it is. Um, and I think there's things that tr- that translate uh, for her career in theater that help out with drag, but this this experience will just enhance everything to mm-hmm. its degree. I don't see Lux winning at this moment. Um, she doesn't have the arc or the narrative yet. Right. And the way that they're editing Lucy, she's she's there's no way in hell she wins. <laughs> no. Um, to be robbed the whole season. <laughs> There's just no way. So I think like a, a, a mistress in the top could be a possibility. Sasha in the top could be a possibility. Anitra uh, is a long shot, but then again, she's got the meme that is the definition of the season. So Rue could reward her for it. Who knows? And I mean, uh, she's, in, I, I may be biased just because I got the opportunity to see her. And I saw her be, before in Vegas, before I was doing drag. Um, and uh, I was just always enamored by like how she would construct her own garments, uh, how, the choreography. I remember sitting during the lockdown and watching how Piranhas did a whole uh, tribute to Lady Gaga's Chromatica and watching all the queens from Vegas do their own way of tribute and just being mesmerized by Anitra on that video. Yeah. Yeah, and then the last person we didn't talk about, Selena. Uh, at this point, Selena, you're in the bottom of the game. You're on it. I just don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we're 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 getting toward the end. We're almost there. We're almost there. Can you believe it? No, I can't. Mm-hmm. Where can we find you with social media, Venmo, any projects you want to plug? Uh, so you can find me on all social media platforms under Frida Kulo, F-R-E-E-D-A-K-U-L-O. My Venmo is Send Me Pesos. My cash app is Dollar Sign Frida Kulo. Um, and I have let's see my weekly lineup. I have. Wednesdays at Icon here in Astoria. I have uh, Saturday and Sunday, I'm at Queen here in Astoria. Saturday nights, I'm at the Ritz in Manhattan. And uh, honestly, I'm popping up everywhere, doing like guest spots all over the place. I'll be in Toronto pretty soon at the end of April. And I may or may not be in Columbia. We'll find out soon. Ooh, very fun. Well, it is always an honor having you on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Of course, of course. 